Hi, welcome back to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. This is Rashonda Yates. I created the Binge Free Boss Method. I myself um, ended my own binge eating, lost 50 pounds, and I've kept that off for almost three years now. Um, and I am sharing in this podcast my strategies, tools, tips, stories, and anything else that can help you to end your binge eating once and for all. And there's a few things that I'm doing in today's episode. First of all, today is the 50th episode, which is, it blows my mind. Um, I don't remember the exact date that I started this podcast, but it was over a year ago. I'm pretty sure of that. And, or, or it's at least close to a year. And I just want to express my thanks for those of you who have tuned in every week. Um, I'm just really so humbled when I really look at, you know, where, where this podcast started and where it has come to now. Um, and I, cannot express enough gratitude for those of you who have been listening because you are the ones who made this happen. So thank you so much. 50 episodes in, we're still going strong. Um, Moving forward, there will be some changes to the podcast. Now that I have really laid down a strong foundation of, you know, the basics, the fundamentals Moving forward, I really want to start broadening my scope of the information that I bring to you that can help you um, with, you know, recovery. And one of those things is I'm going to be talking about today, um, something that is has really been on my mind and on my heart. But, um, you know, beyond today, I'm looking at bringing interviews to you from people who have information that may not be specifically related to binge eating, but it can be useful to help you overcome binge eating because maybe it's a, a mindset shift. Maybe it's another tool that can help you to be, um, you know, more mindful in your eating. Maybe it is a way to think differently so that you can love yourself more. Um, whatever it is, there's just so many, um, I guess, ways to slice the pizza, if you will. And, um, you know, there's just so many different sides of the elephant, so to speak, that you can look at things through. And I'm really, really excited to be bringing you broader information going forward. So we'll be doing that. And with that will be a little bit of a change in terms of the the look of the podcast, the name of the podcast will be changing going forward. Um, but it is still um, with the intention of helping women to be empowered to love themselves. Like at the end of the day, that's what all of this is about for you to love and accept yourself completely and fully. And with that, let's go ahead and segue into today's topic, because this is what I really want to talk about today. And what a great way to um, commemorate the 50th episode of the podcast, which, you know, technically it is 51. One of the episodes somehow didn't end up numbered, but that's okay. We're going to call this the 50th episode. And 
This is something that has come up with every single client that I've worked with. It's something that I dealt with and it's something that I would bet money that 99% of you have dealt with, which is body image. You know, let's face it, we've all been there. We've all gotten up in the morning, look at ourselves in the mirror, started looking at ourselves from all kinds of different angles and picking apart our bodies about what we don't like about it, right? We've all been there. I remember the way that I used to talk to myself. Y'all, if you could be in my head five, six years ago, the way that I used to talk to myself, the the way that I allowed myself to talk to myself <laughs> was atrocious. You know, I would beat myself up so bad. I would look at myself and just pick apart my body. I would really tell myself that I was disgusted with myself. And, you know, I would call myself a loser. I would call myself fat, ugly, you name it. Um, I really really was such a mean person to myself in my head. And as we have, you know, gone from, you know, the very first episode, which is by far the most downloaded episode on this podcast, which is, you know, how to eat one Oreo and not the entire package. But the thing about that episode and many of my earlier episodes was they were very tactical. They were very focused on exact things that I knew people were struggling with and, you know, things that they wanted to get help with. But as I have worked with people, as I have um, deepened my own understanding of my own recovery journey and how to help people best, At the end of the day, it all comes down to self-love and self-acceptance. And I've known since 2018 that my ultimate purpose in life is to love and accept myself and to inspire other people to do the same, you know? And so daily, the work for me really does center around loving and accepting myself, So I have a question for you to get today's topic started. And the question is this, who would you be without expectations? Who would you be without expectations? And there are so many different kinds of expectations too, right? So let's go ahead and start off with the expectations of others. So I want you to think about, you know, what are the expectations in your life that you are really um, exposed to? Whose expectations are you exposed to on a daily basis? You know, the pe- think about the people in your life. Think about your partner, your parents, your children, your co-workers. Think about the expectations of society. You know, think about media, marketing, um, social norms. And I want you to really consider who would you be without those expectations? 
And the reason I want to talk about this, well, there's a few different reasons. One of them is really obvious um, that there's an idea that there is a particular standard of beauty. Um, I love the research of Brene Brown. Um, It has been so vital to my recovery. I've recommended her numerous times on the podcast. If you haven't read her work yet, what are you doing? (laughs) Please go check it out. Um, And she talks about um, shame. You know, she studied shame. She studies shame. And she talks about with women that shame is really a web and how we have all of these different conflicting expectations about what it is to be a woman. And it's to, you know, to sum it up, it's, you know, do it all, make it look perfect. And I think the way that she put them to quote Brene Brown, don't let them see you sweat, right? And I know that so many of us can relate to this idea that, you know, we really, we are exposed to these societal expectations that say that we have to look perfect, that we can't, um, you know, publicly fail, that we can't be over a certain size to be considered attractive, um, you know, or that we have to have um, a certain skin tone or, you know, certain kind of hair or whatever the expectation is, you know. And that can also play out in in other ways. You know, some, everyone can relate to some, you know, some people can relate to and some can't. Like, for example, makeup. I've never really been that interested in makeup. And I grew up around a mom who went around barefaced most of the time. So for example, someone might think that they can't leave their house without makeup, you know, but so how these expectations show up and how they manifest in our lives, they, they might be different depending on how we were raised. But what, what I'm getting at here is notice that All of those expectations are completely out of your control, right? Like, we can all agree that these expectations are binding. They are not fair, you know? They are limiting. We can all agree to that. We can agree that they are pushed on us, you know, from marketing, um, through social media. We can all agree to that. And yet we can't control those messages. We can't control that narrative, right? Sure, we can do um, things to mitigate them. And we can, you know, do things probably um, to make changes, Like, for example, I'm doing this podcast, so I am making a change by putting my work out there. So individual people are powerful, and I absolutely believe that one person can make a difference. At the same time, I acknowledge that I can't control anything. I may be able to influence something, 
but I certainly can't influence everything. And I certainly can't influence every single person or nor can I control with what any individual thinks about me. So again, I ask the question, who would you be without expectations? There is a show that I've really gotten into lately um, on Netflix. It's called Family Reunion. Have you seen the show? Um, I, I love this show. And the reason I love it so much is because they do such a great job of representing a particular style I guess I'll say, um, for lack of a better term, of Black culture in America, Southern Black culture in particular, um, and bringing in this element of, you know, blending cultures, basically. So there's a family that lives in um, Atlanta, Georgia, and they blend with a family that had, you know, part of the family was rooted in Atlanta, Georgia, and then part of the family was rooted on the West Coast. I believe it was in Seattle, maybe. And you're seeing a lot of different um, cultures, a lot of different perspectives represented in this show. And really, I I personally feel like they give you such a well-rounded um view or perspective of how, you know, different people from different cultures think and how they may or may not fit specific stereotypes that you might have about them. For example, there's a character who is a very, very fair-skinned child who she's partially black and on her mom's side her grandmother is white and seeing this portrayal of this girl navigate the world presenting in the way that she is and having that confluence of different cultural perspectives is so fascinating. There are characters who keep telling her that she's not woke enough or that she's not black enough, you know? Um, It's it's just so interesting to, to see how people impose their expectations on this character. Um, So I really just want to leave you with that question and we're going to explore this question in, in um, a minute through another lens. But, you know, who would you be without these expectations? And I really want you to consider that if you allow other people's expectations to dictate what you do, then you will be living by other people's expectations for the rest of your life. So let's look at, let's look at the same question through a different lens, which is your expectations. All right, because external expectations are one thing. 
But at the end of the day, the only person that you have control over is yourself. So who would you be without your expectations? What expectations have you internalized? What expectations have you accepted um, that were given to you? You know, maybe by your family of origin, maybe from society. What expectations have you internalized? What expectations are you not, maybe not living with, but that you're rebelling against? And I think that last one may be one for a lot of people to look at because it may be one that you've never looked at before. But for me, this one was huge for me. And this, what I'm about to say may not be a popular opinion, okay? Actually, I'm pretty sure it's not a popular opinion. But when I looked at the way that I rebelled against diet culture, what I did was I I said, you know what? I'm not going to allow diet culture to rule me and to control me and to influence me. And so what I did was I actually went the opposite direction. And I actually started harming myself by, quote unquote, rejecting diet culture. And so I was still more concerned with what other people thought than what I thought. I was still, you know, so now I wasn't focused on, you know, the extreme athlete culture that talks about, you know, dieting down to, uh, you know, incredibly low body fat percentage or um, doing extreme measures to, you know, get super lean and like I had I had stopped focusing on that, on those expectations. But what I started doing instead was taking on the expectations of people who were telling me to reject diet culture. And when they were telling, so, and I just bought in to all of that rhetoric. I just bought into all of that, all of those expectations. So now... I was being controlled by a completely different group by rebelling (laughs) against diet, diet culture. What I want you to understand is that both ways, you're trapped. Until you can really think for yourself and know that your decisions, that your choices are coming from a place of valuing yourself, then you'll always be, you know, sort of doubtful and feel like you're wishy-washy and, you know, just feeling like you never know which way to jump. And I've been there, you know, it's not, it's not a fun feeling at all. So who would you be without expectations? Like I said, this is something that comes up with every single client that I work with. The ability to love yourself and accept yourself right where you are is 100% key 
to having what you want. When you consider what it is that you're searching for now, think about it. Like, let's say, for example, you have a weight loss goal. Maybe you have a weight loss goal if you want to lose, you know, 20, 30 pounds. I want you to consider when you lose the 20 or 30 pounds, what will that do for you? And then let's say you lose 20 or 30 pounds. Now your clothes fit better. You know, you look better naked. Um, maybe you're getting compliments from, from people. All right. So what does that do for you? You know, maybe you're healthier. Maybe you get to um, stop taking particular medicines. What does that do for you? Keep asking yourself, what does that do for you? Until you have a change in your emotional state, you'll know when this change occurs because it'll be from the inside out. And for most women, when you go through this exercise, and you achieve that moment of knowing that this is really what this is all about for you. This is your why. When you get to that point, it's typically something deeper, so much deeper. When it comes down to it, what we really want is to be able to look at ourselves and know that we're good enough to be able to wake up in the morning and feel like no matter what, we are worthy. You know, to be able to look at yourself and see your flaws without beating yourself up over them, because we all have them. To be able to look at yourself and see yourself for who you truly are and still accept yourself without any conditions is really the ultimate destination that we are searching for. But what if, what if you could have that right now? And what if your ability to change is in direct correlation to the degree that you love and accept yourself right now, just as you are? So I'm going to leave you with those parting questions today. I know this has been a little bit of a different (laughs) format, but I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. If you've received any value from this podcast, I would absolutely love it if you could leave a review on iTunes. It would really, really help to grow this podcast and reach more people with this incredibly, deeply important message. And let's let's support each other. So go ahead and leave a review, share it with someone who might need this message today. I will catch you on another episode. All right, bye.
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools. Over on Instagram, you can follow me at Rashonda Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode on on another episode. Bye.